Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am podcast. I am Tyler Hayward and tripping over my words. And with me is Nate Moss, who, uh, you know, he is newer to the show, but he's got a fantastic idea. And we're going to talk about that later as we get ready to wrap. But before that, um, the NCAA tournament officially canceled. I have changed my stance a little bit in regards to uh, my rant that we posted just the other day. Um, but let's get Nate's thoughts on that. And, uh, Nate, um, I mean, look, this is big. This, you know, the money and everything, um, not just for the NCAA tournament itself, but, uh, look, the canceling of March Madness alone affects the economy in addition to all the craziness going on. Yeah, it's crazy over the past 24, 48 hours. Like, I've never, I've never, uh, realize how much I wish that filling out my bracket was the biggest issue in life. Um, but that being said, I am I couldn't be more disappointed with the way the NCAA handled that and trying to act like we were all idiots. Like the NBA canceled it as soon as they, they saw a case uh, something that could affect their league, they stopped it immediately. But and through Mark Emmert fashion, it's all about money. And so uh, it comes down. I mean, the conference tournaments are having these kids bust out there, flown out there, warming up, doing whatever, spending money, being exposed to people. And then once they get enough pressure, conference tournaments are canceled. So then it comes to the question, like, is the NCAA tournament going to be canceled? And you could hear the, the on Twitter there was mentioned, like, the NCAA still wants it to go on. Well, of course they do, because it's money. And the NBA just mortgaged billions of dollars for the health and safety of their players. And the NCAA wants to act like they were high and mighty saying, oh, well, we're looking out for the players. No, you canceled it because because Kansas and Duke said they weren't participating. And at that point, what, what are you even playing for? Because it's always disputed. So Kansas and Duke, I feel like, got together on that made the NCAA do it because they didn't want anything to do with the tournament and the NCAA just spin it as you know, them being humanitarian or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, at first my biggest complaint was, you know, you're taking away the fans, which, I mean, you and I have had this conversation. You love the professional sports more than college sports, and I'm the opposite. And you, I mean, you've called me on it before, and I've thought about it, and you were right. I Look, the atmosphere is what makes the college game so special, and it's what makes the tournament so special. So I was really upset when I found out that, you know, it was just going to be, uh, you know, immediate family, more or less, uh, supporting uh, these players. But when you – I mean, now that, you know, you've had another day or two to process the information, you're starting to see what's going on. Look, I still think the NCAA was very reactionary in uh, what they did. It absolutely uh, should have been the way that they initially said. It should have been in front of limited friends and family. Um, I feel that way about the MHSAA as well and all of those other uh, situations. Now, the NCAA is trying to rectify this a little bit, um, saying spring sports, uh, those athletes will be able to get a – fifth year of eligibility i don't 100 percent agree with winter sports 
uh, getting that same treatment, but there's talks about that going on right now. And um, like I said, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, looking at Michigan and Michigan State, look, uh, me and File, we've talked, and it's – look, Michigan was a Sweet 16 team. The way Michigan State's been playing as of late, they had some potential to do some serious damage in this tournament. Both of these teams lose players pending uh, the NCAA's uh, decision, um, lose players that are very pivotal to the success of both of them. Like, what does Michigan really have to do to replace a guy like Simpson and Teske, even though Teske uh, didn't necessarily live up to the hype this season? I mean, I don't know that I don't know that you can overnight replace somebody like Simpson. I mean, you can replace a version of Simpson, but the, the senior version, you can't. So you just, I mean, they just got to develop. But can I just go back to, I was thrilled. I mean, I, as much as I was against the NCAA tournament being played at the end, I was thrilled to hear that they weren't being played or they were going to play it without spectators because my first thought was, oh, my God, I'm going to get to hear their trash talk. I was beyond excited. And so when they canceled, I was disappointed for that. But um, you, you would get to hear Tom Izzo yell at the freshman. <laughs> I, I think the, the world would have a different view on student athletes if they could hear what those players say to each other on the, on the court. <laughs> like, I've heard Carmelo Anthony. I've heard these guys talk to other players. Like the the whoever's in charge of censoring at CBS or True TV would have been exhausted. Oh, would have had carpal tunnel for sure. Yeah, like they'd have made Reggie Miller look like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> because all you hear is four sweet shot clock horns. And, and cussing. But how great would it be to hear Gus Johnson call a game in an empty arena? <laughs> oh, I would have been all for it. Or, like, the fact that the players probably could have heard what the commentators were saying, like, when they made a bad decision. Like, I love it. It's yeah. like an XFL version slash YMCA pickup game. But the, I feel like I feel like Juwan Howard's kind of surprisingly adapted pretty quickly, and I feel like the recruiting class is pretty good next year, but like I said, I'm, I'm done with the Until Mark Emmer's gone, I'm <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it's, replacing Simpson's going to be hard. Obviously, Michigan's got a dynamite class coming in the first year under um, Howard. And as crazy as it seems, look, Simpson, uh, me and Jeremy, we kind of pecked him as the third best point guard in the Big Ten just because the conference was so loaded and obviously um, there is another senior who is going to, I mean, who ultimately played his last game. Uh, the Big Ten's all-time assist leader, Cassius Winston. Um, Never heard of him. He, he <laughs> yeah, he, he he was pretty special for a minute. Uh, he, uh, he, he said on ESPN this morning, you know, it's unfortunate and never. I mean, look, it's small potatoes to compare to what he dealt with at the beginning of the year with the loss of his brother. But he said he went out a champion. And, I mean, look, he's always handled himself with class. And, the, I mean, how, he's, how he uh, spoke on that today was uh, pretty special. But, I mean, it's hard to replace a guy like Simpson. How much harder is it going to be to replace a guy like Winston? Well, that depends on if. They give Langford a, another year of eligibility, but uh, 
Yeah, you're not replacing Winston overnight. Like those guys, and he's he's in the conversation. I mean, you're with McKean Cleves, who, yeah, personally, I think Cassius Winston's better than uh, as a player. Maybe probably equal leaders, but I mean, physically, he's better. Which brings me to I, I don't understand, which is which is a credit to Cassius Winston because I don't understand why he's so good. Like he's yeah. not the most athletic. He's not the most physically dominant. He's not the best passer. He's not the best shooter. But he makes it happen when they need to. And that's something that I feel like we'll have trouble replacing because it seems like things you just can't teach a kid this formula. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the best comparison that I heard in regards to uh, Winston was uh, he's Andre Miller. And, I mean, I changed it up a little bit. I'm saying Andre Miller with a jump shot, you know, led the league in three-point percentage. Uh, his mid-range game was incredibly effective. And, um, I mean, you you said he's not the best passer. I mean, he does have an issue to be a little turnover prone because he tries to force things. But, I mean, as the season progressed, the turnovers went down, and I think a lot of that had to do with uh, – the coming up of, uh, you know, Rocket Watts, who is ultimately going to be the guy who's starting at point guard next year for Michigan State, with or, I mean, with or without Langford in regards that Watts could be, I mean, he played at the two spot this year, but look, he's going to be the guy. He flashed potential at the end of the season, the abrupt end of the season, rather. And I think that, I mean, Watts is out you said it, you don't know why he's so good. And I think it's a mental aspect as far as this, as far as like the actual physical attributes required to play basketball, Watts has Winston beat by a landslide, but trying to gain that mental acumen, what you need to be to be a Michigan state point guard, uh, you compared to, to Mateen Cleaves a little bit. Uh, look, Watts definitely is not there yet. And uh, you know, it may take a couple of years to get there. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say this, okay? And th- I think this might surprise you a little bit unless, you know, you've stalked my don't Facebook. Uh, don't compare them to that. I have always felt that when you look at purely the college basketball players, nothing to do with what they did in the NBA, what they meant to Michigan State, where they stand in the Michigan State realm of things, I have always said Mateen Cleaves was better than Magic Johnson because he was oh, yeah. there for he was there for four years, three time All American, and stuff like that. I last year when Michigan State lost to Texas Tech, I said how this tournament run, how this tournament run goes, is going to define where Cassius Winston stands among Mateen, Draymond, Magic, and all those guys. And when you go and you look at it, uh, ultimately you don't get the full picture because you don't know, you know, was he going to slip up and get knocked out in the first round or was he going to win the national championship? Was he going to just go to the Elite Eight, which I felt kind of would have made him really close to Cleves, but not quite there. Ultimately, with how he played this season, with everything that he went through, like I said, with the death of his brother, I'm, I'm going to slide Winston above Mateen. And you know me as well as anybody. You know I'm the biggest Mateen Cleves fan there is. Yeah, a lot bigger than me. <laughs> but, 
so I think that his legacy, his everything else, I mean, even though he didn't win the national championship, he did say he went out a champion in some regard. And given where Michigan State was with five games left to go, who was left on the schedule with Penn State, Iowa, and Maryland, and the fact that Michigan State uh, ran that ran the table at the end of the year against you know four ranked teams. Um, you know, I think that kind of tells you where Cassius Winston was headed. And uh, yeah, I. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put him ahead of McKean Cleaves. Now, it's not, it's not where he was headed. To me, personally, he was better than McKean Cleaves at the end of last year because, to me, like, that Michigan State, that 2000 Michigan State, like, Cleaves had a, had a bunch of assists, sure, but... I'm, but he was throwing I it to Morris Peterson and Charlie Bell. And Jason Richardson and whoever, whoever was there, but they were all good forever. And, I mean... Clemson this year had Xavier Tillman, who was defensive player of the year. He's not much of a scoring machine. And then young guy. Like, yeah, sophomore Aaron Henry, freshman Rocket Watts, freshman Malik Hall uh, were like the significant players. Um, I mean, Kyle Lawrence kind of kills the curve since he's been there for six years. But, yeah, everybody else is really inexperienced. Uh, sophomore uh, Gabe Brown, um, who – Ultimately, you could call him a freshman if you wanted to because he didn't play a lot last year until the LSU game. Yeah, I think, I think State, State kind of – the beginning of the year, like the preseason rankings to me, it tells you where they're – it doesn't tell you how they're going to start. Every year we, we say, oh, this team's disappointing compared to their ranks. No, this is State. the number one team in the country. And there's a reason for it. Because at the end of the year, they were playing like the number one team in the country. And then you have – they're ready when it matters. And unfortunately, this is sixteen matters. But, um, yeah, he's he's better than Cash when or than Mateen Cleaves, and he's. I mean, obviously, he's not a better player than Magic Johnson, but he means more to Michigan State. Oh, absolutely. Won a championship, but what do you leave? Yeah. Year? He only played two years there. And, uh, yeah, look, Magic's, Ma- Magic's big thing was passing. Who has a Big Ten all-time assist record? Okay. Um, so, speaking of viruses. Um, look, yeah, we, uh, you had this really great idea, though, because Winston couldn't finish out the season. And... I'm, I mean, you uh, gave it to me earlier, and I absolutely just love this idea. And, you know, we're going to make, we're going to kind of, we're going to make a big deal about it on our uh, social media platform, pending uh, Files' ability to get on the gram. But uh, your idea was just so fantastic. I absolutely loved it. It was whatever. You know, Donald Trump adjective huge or anything else incredible that you want to use in regards to this. It was it's the best idea that I have heard in regards to what how this should be handled. Yeah, so my thought was, I mean, there's there's rumors There's obviously the NBA is in hiatus right now and there's there's no. uh uh, sense of when it's coming back. However, the, the rumors are that 
it's going to come back and it might jump straight to the playoffs. And those playoffs might be pushed back. So if those, the NBA playoffs are pushed back, they're going to they're going to overlap with the Olympic trials, the men's U.S. national team. So uh, my idea was that since those players that are in the playoffs, I mean, you're going to have LeBron, you're going to have Harden, you're going to have Westbrook, you're going to have whoever, Giannis for whatever Greece. country. But, <laughs> Greek freak. I mean, it kind of makes sense. He's playing for Greece. Oh, right. right. Um, so with that being pushed back, those guys aren't going to be aren't going to be participating in the Olympics. So why not do these kids that got shorted and gave everything they had to programs that would have mattered come tournament time a chance to play again if they're not going to be NBA players. I mean, some of them will be. But these seniors that got shorted, Cassius Winston, Marcus mm-hmm. Howard. Miles Powell. Miles Powell. Azubuike. The, the – Make them your team USA and uh Sabrina Inesco. That's that's a women's that's your women's team. Like there's her and Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like why not give these kids a chance to play as and showcase themselves and give them another chance to play on a big, huge stage that they were robbed of prematurely because I think that if you saw those kids that didn't get to play their full senior year, I think that would be rating gold, and I think that it would be the right thing to do, especially with the things that Cassius uh, and Sabrina accomplished in their careers. I mean, even if they go in and they lose, what the gold medal? But I don't, I don't think that a team of Cassius Winston and Marcus Howard, a backcourt like that, is going to lose. Yeah, honestly, I think those are. Those are that's a that's a born leader and a elite scorer. And I yeah, and Miles play. and Miles Powell dropping forty two off the bench wouldn't be a bad idea either. Yeah, the only problem I have with it, I mean, you know, there'd be there'd be so many people. I mean, you'd have twelve to fifteen players, and there'd be so many people left off of it. But I mean, we know we right. Know it's guys. it's, it's not an it's not a full blown. You know, save for everybody who got shafted. But this gives the stars, the people that everyone wanted to see in March, this gives them all an opportunity to shine one more time. Yeah, and on on a world stage, after heartbreaks and disappointment they've gone through, then why not? Like, go go get it. And if they get a gold medal, it'd be the greatest sports story in a while. Like 1980. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, but if if those Team USA hockey players were robbed of their right, thing, yeah, I I am <laughs> and Russia <laughs> us for years, but like we are in the United States, so I feel like I feel like our best seniors they got robbed of the tournament. Is at least from yeah, and um, <laughs> let, let's face it, they don't have the ego like the O four team had, where there were issues and there was lackadaisical defense. As you watch Carlos Arroyo pouring over thirty on you, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I absolutely love this idea. I think it's a great <laughs> idea. I'm actually going to try to push this idea 
as I mean, at least try to pick it up to where it can go viral because I think it honestly can. I think this is, like I said, it of, I mean, obviously I like the idea of playing in front of minimal crowds. I potentially like the idea of a weekend long sweet 16 type tournament that was tossed around by the NCAA. Um, just something to save us a little bit and give us, give a guy like Winston or Howard or Powell that one last opportunity. Um, but none of those really appear to be happening because the NCAA went through and canceled immediately as opposed to saying, you know what, we're just going to postpone it. Everything's on temporary hold. We'll do selection Sunday and then we'll just put it on hold for a month or two or, and see how everything plays out with, uh, this outbreak, but th- this idea, you know, you know, we, but but this idea is right up there with some of those other. So it looks like we got uh, booted there a little bit, but uh, we are going to go ahead and we are going to wrap up. Like I said, I, I think this is a, just a fantastic idea. Yeah, I it would, it would be interesting. I mean, obviously, a lot of things kind of pivot on where where the Olympic Committee goes from here and where the and then goes. what international travel would look like for the U.S. and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of it hinges on a lot of things to happen first. You know, if if the NCAA would just get off their high horse, Mark, and give us back our college basketball video games, we could just figure this tournament out right now. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that happening because when players want money, it comes out of his pocket. That's a no-go. Yeah, and I mean, that that was ultimately uh, one of my rants because I, I felt like they were going to do whatever they could to keep money coming in, which was minimize the crowd, but still get that TV revenue. And that was, I mean, I, I, I thought that was the route that the NCAA was just going to just roll with, but obviously, you know, things have changed. And like I said, I've even toned back my stance a little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still furious that the NCAA tournament got canceled even if it's no fans and the parents have to wait in like secluded rooms inside these massive arenas or whatever and just watch it on tv but they get to go hug their baby boy after win then i'd be all for it yeah there's there's mma going tonight it's really all we got left um the the what this these cancellations showed me first of all the fact that rudy gobert not only shut down the nba I think we needed it because because we as not to get somewhat political, but we as Americans kind of, I mean, when SARS happens and swine flu happens, it, it doesn't really hit home, and so we just kind of ignore it. And so when something like this happens to something that we we enjoy, like basketball, we we wake up. But the uh, this has shown me with all these cancellations, and it's been so perfect because it shows you the difference in leadership between Adam Silver and Mark Emmert and Rob Manfred and like Adam Silver is just better than all of them. He's like, yeah, we're going to put billions on hold to protect people. 
And Mark Emmert's like, yeah, we will, but only if Kansas and Duke are really. <laughs> yeah, though, yeah, those Kansas and Duke decisions definitely uh, swayed Emmer. And because look, let's face it, you're dealing with a one seed. I think Duke was dancing around the three or two line. I think the ACC tournament would have pended a lot on that, just like the Big Ten tournament would have pended if Michigan State was on the two or three line. And like losing those two teams, though, you lose them and add Kentucky into the mix. Like those, those are the three money makers. And obviously, you've got to include Tom Izzo in Michigan State, given the fact he's been to so many Final Fours. He's at least making the deep tournament run, even though he does have just the one ring compared to what guys like uh, Self and Coach K have. But look, th- those four. I mean, when you take out. Duke and you take out Kansas, that's two of the four legs that this tournament has been standing on. Yeah, and you're you're I mean you're if you play the tournament at that point when they said they're out, like there's always gonna be that what yeah, if but you didn't have the blue blood. So I mean and Coach K's been showing symptoms for years. I mean every time they're losing at halftime he passes out, doesn't he? <laughs> Them too. <laughs> and on that note, uh, <laughs> but look, May, I, like I said, I love this idea. I'm going to try to make this thing as public as possible because yeah. it really, it's the most fantastical thing that I've heard all day. But, well, guess what? If, if Cash Winston's the point guard team USA, I'm rooting for Spain, but I still think it's good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think it's a fantastic idea as well. But uh, we're going to obviously, you know, keep in touch with all this. Uh, coronavirus obviously shut down a lot of the spring activities for football. And um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth because uh, uh, I think that that's something that, you know, this talks about this podcast where we talk Michigan and where we talk Michigan State. And uh, this is obviously going to impact Michigan State, who has some talent evaluating to do, given um, what they lost offensively and the fact you didn't get a new coach until you know just a month or so ago. So we'll obviously break all that down a little bit more in depth. But for right now, for Nate Moss, I am Tyler Hayward. This was the Trouble with the Snap podcast.